have a couple liturgical notes today to make. First one is, this is the Monday of the 12th week of year one in the liturgical cycle. And this is what I like to say the best day of the year if you have ever resolved to read your way through the Bible, this is the day to get started because for the next nine weeks, the church will slowly work its way through the first eight books of the Bible. So between now and August 24th, you can go from Genesis to Ruth if you want to and you just read a chapter to a day and, and just read up to where we have the reading for the next day. The thing is, we have the calendar of saints that sometimes interrupts that schedule, including today. <laughs> So instead of having Genesis 12, verses 1 to 9 today, we actually have the Feast of the Nativity of John the Baptist. So today's reading will not be from Genesis, but still go on home, glance through the first 11 chapters of Genesis if you want to read through the Bible, and just make sure you get to the end of chapter 13, verse 18, by the end of tomorrow. Okay, so... John the Baptist. Why the Nativity of John the Baptist today? Because it's a few days after the summer solstice. This is the first day ancient people really would have noticed the days were getting shorter again. And you may remember the reason that Christmas is celebrated when it is, is it's about three days after the winter solstice when we can notice that the sun is up longer and longer. And so we associate Jesus with the everlasting sun, the invincible sun, John the Baptist said, I must decrease so he may increase. So that's why June 24th, six months before December 24th, is the Nativity of John the Baptist. There are only three people who get to have their birthdays celebrated on the liturgical calendar. The first one is obviously Jesus, Christmas. The second is Mary, and the third is John the Baptist. Why? Well, I didn't know this until last year, sitting around the dinner table, but apparently the rule is you need to be, have been born without original sin to get your birthday on the liturgical calendar. And Father Ron Franco was commenting last year, he couldn't believe that some priests were so ignorant not to know that we're all taught that John the Baptist was born without original sin. And Father Jerry and I sat there at the dinner table sort of looking at each other because neither of us had ever been taught this. But apparently the tradition is that when John leaped in the womb of Elizabeth when Mary came, that this was the Holy Spirit cleansing him of original sin. So he was conceived with original sin but not born with it. Don't get too worried if you'd never heard that either. And this is not a central point of doctrine, so, you know, take it as you will. But no matter what you believe, John the Baptist was very special in God's plans. We have that beautiful psalm today. I praise you for I am wonderfully made. And this Isaiah reading about being formed in our mother's wombs to serve the Lord. But even though John the Baptist was so special, I wonder if he felt as if he had successfully carried out what God had planned for him. 
John's vision of the coming of God was probably at odds with what Jesus proclaimed. John seemed to be a little bit more into the hellfire. He was killed for speaking out against the sinful actions of Herodias. And his very conception caused great stress for his parents. Now, maybe some of the women out there think it would be great if their husbands didn't speak for nine months. But I can imagine in a patriarchal society that when the breadwinner can't speak for nine months, suddenly it can be a problem. So what did John think? And it's interesting, this passage we have from Isaiah. It includes this sentence. Though I thought I had toiled in vain and for nothing uselessly spent my strength. Maybe John the Baptist felt that way. But the sentence goes on to say, yet my reward is with the Lord. My recompense is with my God. In the Gospel of Luke, Jesus declares that John the Baptist is the greatest of all people, born of a woman. But he says that those, the least in the kingdom of God, are greater than John. So probably this passage in Isaiah applies to us as well. Maybe on days when we don't think, or months or years, when we think we are not living up to what God has called us to, or we're not carrying it out effectively, Perhaps we can also, with the grace of the Holy Spirit, achieve what is said here. I will make you a light to the nations, that my salvation may reach to the ends of the earth. We are all called to be disciples, to be witnesses, to be evangelizers to our world.